Are you looking for a podcast that your whole family can enjoy that asks the deep philosophical questions like, do trees fart? If you are, then you'll love Tumble, a science podcast for kids. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Marshall. Join us as we explore stories of science discovery, from butts to animals, dinosaurs, astronomy, and everything in between. You'll love these stories, and you'll learn something new. Find and follow Tumble Science Podcast for Kids wherever you get your podcasts, or at sciencepodcastforkids.com. Welcome back to Reading Bug Adventures, written, performed, and produced by all of us at The Reading Bug, our family-owned independent bookstore. This week, it's a bonus full-story episode of our Venice adventure. The holidays are fast approaching. You can shop from millions of books and gifts for kids and grown-ups, and even care packages at our bookstore website, thereadingbug.com. How about books delivered to your doorstep monthly? Find subscriptions at readingbugbox.com. The perfect gift for the holidays, Reading Bug Box is the only book box that includes a selection of books hand-picked by Reading Bug booksellers and personalized to the unique age, interests, and reading level of every reader. Be sure to shop with us to show your indie bookstore love. We need you to help keep our podcast and local independent bookstore running. Thank you also to our sponsors and patrons, past, present, and future. You're part of what makes Reading Bug Adventures podcast possible. To become a patron and support our work, please visit patreon.com slash readingbugadventures. Okay, reader, are you ready for another exciting adventure with me and the reading bug? What are we waiting for? Let's fly. It's time for a reading bug adventure. It's a reading bug adventure. There's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Over here! Hi! It's so great to see you. I've really been looking forward to adventuring with you. I can't wait to get on our way, but... Ugh, have you seen the reading bug? Wait a second. Reader, do you hear that? Lauren! Reader! Hi! So sorry I'm late again, but you know the story by now. I got caught up in a good book and completely forgot about the time. I hope you'll forgive me. No problem, bug. We just got here ourselves. Oh! That's a cute outfit. Look, reader, the reading bug is wearing a blue and white striped shirt and a stylish straw hat. And I brought a friend with me today, too. Someone who knows an awful lot about stylish stripes. It's me. Spelling bee. Yes, sirree. I'm back for another adventure. Like my stripes? I sure do. Usually you're as cute as can be with your black and yellow stripes. But today, you're matching the reading bug in your own blue and white striped shirt. Are those stripes a clue to where we'll be going on today's adventure? Yes, yes, yes. Can you guess where we'll be going today? Hmm. The striped shirts make you both look a little like Waldo in Where's Waldo books. Don't they, reader? Waldo always wears a striped shirt. The Where's Waldo books are full of pictures of crowds of people in all kinds of places, and we have to find Waldo in each one. But Waldo goes on all kinds of adventures in these books. There's Where's Waldo in Hollywood? Where's Waldo the Great Picture Hunt? Where's Waldo the Great Paper Chase? And lots more great Waldo books. Are we going to join Waldo on one of his crowded adventures today? (laughs) That's a really good guess, Lauren. But Waldo always wears a red and white striped shirt, not a blue and white striped one like Bee and I are wearing. So no, we're not adventuring with Waldo today, even though that might have floated your boat. Float your boat? Reading bug, is that another hint? If it is, maybe our adventure will include boats. But there's all kinds of boats in all kinds of places. We've already adventured on a motorboat in Hawaii, a fishing boat in South Korea, and even on a pirate ship in our pirate adventure. So I'm afraid I still don't know where we'll be going. Why don't you tell us some of the books in your book bag? That might help us guess. Sure thing, Lauren. I brought Who is Marco Polo by Joan Holub, The Thief Lord by Cornelia Funk, Dragonona by Tommy DePaola, and A Thousand Glass Flowers by Evan Turk. Marco Polo, I played that game in the swimming pool this summer. Marco! Polo! Marco! Polo! 
No, not the swimming pool game. The Explorer. Marco Polo was an Italian explorer who traveled all the way to China 800 years ago, and he even wrote a book called The Travels of Marco Polo about his adventures. Oh, yeah, of course. I knew that. I do know that Streganona is about an old Italian woman with a magical pasta pot. I used to read those books when I was little. Just like pasta in a pot, Lauren. You're getting warmer. I am? I'm afraid I don't know the other two books, Bug. I can tell you about them. A Thousand Glass Flowers is a true story about an Italian woman in the 15th century who was one of the first women to design and create the colorful glass beads that Italy is famous for. The Thief Lord is about two orphan brothers who run away to Venice to hide from their aunt because she wants to send the older brother away to boarding school. Venice? Like, in Italy? That's right. Now can you figure out where we're adventuring today? Reader, can you think of what the books in the Reading Bugs book bag have in common? That's right. They're all linked to Italy in some way. Reading Bug, are we going to be going to Italy on our adventure? We are! But you still need to guess where and when we will be adventuring in Italy. Well, we've been to ancient Italy before, when we visited Pompeii on the day Mount Vesuvius erupted. So we're probably not going back there. Can you give us any more hints, Reading Bug? Of course I can. And I can't wait for you to guess, because this is an adventure I know you're going to gonda love. Gonda love! <laughs> Good one, Bug. Gonda love? I got it. Gonda love sounds a lot like gondola. And gondolas are boats that are only found in one Italian city that I know of, Venice. Are we going to visit Venice today? Yes, yes, yes. You got it. G-O-N-D-O-L-A. Gondolas are the narrow, flat-bottomed taxi boats in Venice. Venetians use gondolas and other boats instead of cars because there are no streets in Venice. That's right. People travel through Venice in boats because instead of streets, Venice has canals that are filled with water. That's because Venice is built on 118 separate islands that are linked together by canals and bridges. Why would anyone build a city on a bunch of islands instead of building it on solid land? Almost 2,000 years ago, the Romans who lived on the mainland in northeastern Italy decided to move their homes to islands off the coast to escape attacks by barbarian invaders. B-A-R-B-A-R-I-A-N Barbarian Barbarian was a term used by ancient Romans to refer to people that did not live within the Roman Empire. That's right, B. The islands that form Venice are located in a shallow lagoon. The barbarians who invaded the mainland of northern Italy were a tribe that probably originated in Scandinavia. They were talented, well-armed soldiers, and they had great big, heavy ships, much bigger than the Romans' ships. But the Romans were smart. They knew that the barbarians would not be able to follow them to the Venetian islands because their big, heavy ships would get stuck in the mud of the shallow lagoon. Brilliant! But I still can't figure out why you and the spelling bee are wearing those cute striped shirts and straw hats. We're wearing blue striped shirts and straw hats just like the ones the gondoliers in Venice wear. I have always wanted to cruise through the Venice canals, seeing all the sights from inside a gondola. And who doesn't love pasta, pizza, and gelato? My very favorite Italian foods. But Bug, I don't want to run into any barbarians today. They sound pretty scary. <laughs> you don't have to worry about barbarians today, Lauren, because we're going to be visiting modern-day Venice. Oh, great! Then I'm totally in. Let's get going. In addition to great Italian food, I've heard that Venice is famous for its delicate lace, Murano glass art, and beautiful handmade masks. Maybe I can find a mask to wear for Halloween next year. There's a lot to see and do in Venice, and we won't have much time, so I've arranged for Professor Gallo to be our guide today. Professor Gallo is an American living in Venice who studies Roman and Italian history and culture. He has agreed to meet us when we get there. I can hardly wait. Reader, B, Bug, why don't we get stretched out, warmed up, and ready to go on our adventure? That's a great idea, Lauren. Let's all stand up. Unless you're buckled into your car or tucked into your bed. And wiggle our fingers and toes. Reader, are you wiggling? Great. Now, stretch your arms up high over your head. Perfect. Stretch up high, touch the sky, crouch down low and wiggle your toes. Swing your arms from side to side, let's get ready to go. Stretch up high, touch the sky, crouch down low and wiggle your toes. Swing your arms from side to side, now we're ready to go. That was amazing! I feel really stretched out and ready to go. I couldn't be any more ready. Well, 
B, before we get going, B, one last thing. Did you remember to bring some crayons and paper with you? Of course I did. Did you, Reader? Venice has been called one of the most beautiful cities in the world, so I'm sure we'll get to see lots of things that we'll want to draw there. Pictures are how we'll retell the story of our adventures, just like the illustrators of our favorite books. As we travel around Venice today, think about what you want to draw so that you can capture the most important parts of our adventure for your friends and family to see. If you didn't remember to bring crayons and paper, don't worry. You can press pause or have a grown-up do it for you and get them now or anytime. The Reading Bug, Spelling Bee, and I will be waiting right here for you. At the end of today's adventure, we'll take some time to draw the pictures that are in our imaginations. But of course, you can color anytime you want. Great! Spelling Bee, I know how much you love to cast spells. Do you want to cast a magic spell that will send us to Venice in my magic book bag? I'd be delighted to. Magic book bag, take us to Venice, the floating city, to explore the canals and historic scenery. We'd sure like to visit St. Mark's Square and eat a gelato or two while we're there. We'd also like to take time to wander the watery canals in a cool, sleek, black gondola. Great job, Bee. It's working. Look, reader. The reading bug is opening up her magic book bag, and it's growing bigger and bigger and bigger. Big enough to fit us all inside. And look, can you see all the images swirling around inside the book bag? I see shiny black gondolas with gondoliers in blue striped shirts. I see canals lined with red, yellow, and cream-colored buildings made of brick and stone, and footbridges with people walking across them. I see motorboats, water taxis, and water buses ferrying people from place to place. I see multi-story buildings made of brick and stone and much larger buildings that are so big and grand that they look like castles. And look, I see a statue of a winged lion standing on top of a column, too. Floating among these images, I see so many wonderful words. Basilica, Piazza, Campo, and Palazzi. I can't wait to learn what they all mean. Come on, what are we waiting for? It's time to hop into my book bag and get on our way. I'll count the three in Italian while you hop three times with me. Then we'll jump into my book bag together. Ready? Uno, due, tre, and we're in! Let's jump inside our book bag. What will we find there? Imaginations run away. What's in our book bag? Our trusty book bag. What will we learn about today? Here we go! The lights are flashing and the pictures and words are circling all around us as the book bag carries us halfway around the world, all the way to Venice. Reader, look outside. Our homes and schools and parks are getting smaller and smaller as we travel higher and higher into the sky. We're headed east towards the east coast of the United States, and now we're floating over the Atlantic Ocean on our way to Europe, our closest continental neighbor to the east. Lauren, Reader, B. Did you know that the Atlantic Ocean is the second largest ocean in the world, covering over 20% of the Earth's surface? The only ocean that is bigger is the Pacific Ocean, which is on the west side of the United States. Oh, hey, look! I see land ahead of us. That must be Europe. And right below Europe, I see another body of water that separates Southern Europe from Northern Africa. That's the Mediterranean Sea. I read the Mediterranean Sea contains over 3,000 islands and many other smaller seas including the Ionian Sea, the Adriatic Sea, and the Aegean Sea. Do you see that long, thin, boot-shaped peninsula that extends into the Mediterranean Sea? That's the country of Italy. As we get closer and closer to Italy, you'll see islands off the northeast side that are arranged in a pattern that looks like a fish. Those islands are Venice. We are headed toward the tail of the fish, and now we are starting our descent. Look out, everyone. I think my book bag is about to land. We made it. Everyone okay? Do you know where we landed, Reading Bug? I know where I was hoping to land, but there's only one way to find out if we actually landed there. Let's all crawl out of the book bag and see where we are. Follow me. Wow, we've landed in a large open space paved with gray stones. It's a good thing the space is filled with people, pigeons, and balloons, because I don't think anyone noticed our red and black polka dotted book bag. Boy, it sure is crowded around here. Are you positive that we're not on a Where's Waldo adventure bug? Nope. We're right where I wanted us to be, Lauren. Right now, we are standing in Campo Santi Giovanni e Paolo. Oh, this doesn't look like any camp I've ever been to. 
Where is the forest, the lake, the pool, or the cabins? All I see is a huge brick building facing us at the end of the square. On the front of the building, there are arches and roof decorations, and the lower part of the building has a large entrance door that's decorated with carvings of figures on either side. And along the sides of the building, there are very tall, narrow windows with pointed arches and decorations that look like clover leaves. This isn't a camp, silly. It's a campo. C-A-M-P-O. That's the Italian word for field. In Venice, these fields have been paved over with cobblestones or concrete. And they're surrounded by shops and other buildings. One of the buildings in each campo is almost always a church. The building you are looking at, Lauren, is the Basilica of Santi Giovanni e Paolo. B-A-S-I-L-I-C-A. A basilica is a church that is usually shaped like a rectangle with a rounded end. That's right, B. Do you see the statue of a horse in the middle of the square? That's where Professor Gallo said he would meet us. And I think I see him standing right by it, looking around for us. Let's go introduce ourselves. Um, hi. Are you Professor Gallo? I'm Lauren, and this is the reading bug, the spelling bee, and our reader friend. We're all looking forward to our tour with you today. Oh, uh, yes, I'm very pleased to meet all of you, but I'm afraid I have some bad news. Something has happened, uh, and I am no longer able to take you on the tour of Venice today that we had planned. I'm very sorry. Oh, no. I hope everything is okay. Uh, Unfortunately, it is not. It is bad. Very bad indeed. This has not become public knowledge yet, but a 15th century enamel glass goblet decorated with the image of a winged lion was stolen from the Doge's palace last night. Because I am an expert in ancient Venetian artifacts, and I know the city very well, I've been asked to find it. It's extremely important that I find it as soon as possible. In fact, the safety and security of the entire city may be at risk if I don't. The safety and security of all of Venice? How is the safety and security of Venice linked to a missing goblet? Oh, the the goblet is one of six that were decorated with the image of the winged lion and produced hundreds of years ago by a master Venetian glassmaker for use only by the doges. For more than a thousand years, from 728 to 1797, Venice was governed by a series of leaders called doges, or dukes, who were elected for life by the Venetian nobility. Oh, that's right, reading bug. Venice has always been vulnerable to invaders, floods, fires, and storms because of a combination of rising sea levels and the islands on which it was built. Buildings have been sinking, and some of them have started to lean like the Tower of Pisa. But the winged lion has always protected Venice. After the master glassmaker created the beautiful winged lion goblets, a legend arose that the six winged lion goblets were imbued with a magical power to protect the city from the many perils it faced. Over the years, however, five of the goblets were destroyed, stolen by invaders, or simply disappeared. The winged lion goblet that was stolen last night is the last of these goblets in existence, and many Venetians believe that Venice will lose the protection provided by the magic goblets if this one is not found and returned to the palace. For more than 1,600 years, Venice has survived attacks by invaders, wars, storms, and floods. Maybe the legend is right. Maybe those goblets are what has protected it for so long. It is hard to know for sure, but needless to say, I'm concerned. I became even more concerned when I found the note that was left behind in the case where the goblet should have been. There was a note? What did it say? Oh, it said, I've taken your goblet from its display, and if you are unable to find it today, the magic provided by the goblet's charm will no longer keep your city from harm. To keep Venice safe, you must find its location. I've hidden clues at three well-known destinations. If you can find it, the first of those clues is hidden in a map in a dry canoe. Three clues at three well-known destinations? Hmm. Professor, if you're going to find this goblet and save Venice, you're going to need all the help that you can get. We may not be able to tour Venice together, but let us help you find this stolen goblet. We're great at this sort of thing. Thanks for your offer, Lauren, but even with your help, I don't see how I can find a map hidden in a canoe in Venice. 150 canals run through this city, and there are thousands of canoes, ferries, kayaks, gondolas, and other boats. Trying to find a map hidden in a canoe will be like trying to find a needle in a haystack. I don't need help. I need inspiration. Maybe we can provide you with inspiration, too. If two heads are better than one, then five heads will be five times better. The note doesn't say the map is hidden in just any canoe. 
It says the map is hidden in a dry canoe. That means that the canoe isn't in the water like most of the boats in Venice. That should narrow the search down a lot. But where would we find a canoe that isn't in the water at all? All of Venice is in the water. I think I've got the inspiration. I read there's a bookstore in Venice that stores its books in waterproof bathtubs, sinks, and boats in order to protect them from the flooding that occurs here. Have you heard about this bookstore, Professor? Now that you mention it, I have. I have even been there. It's the most unique bookstore in all of Venice, the Libreria Aqua Alta, and it's located nearby. All we have to do is walk down Santa Maria Formosa, and we'll reach the entrance in no time at all. Maybe we can find these clues and save the city after all. Great! But are you sure that you want to come with me? Who knows where these clues may lead us? Whoever stole the goblet must be very evil to threaten to destroy Venice. And who knows what the thief will do? We could get caught in a flood or be sent to one of the many haunted places in Venice. Haunted? Oh, yes. Venice is filled with places that could give the shakes to the bravest Ghostbuster. In fact, one of the islands of Venice is known as the most haunted place on Earth. That sounds really scary, but we can't just tour the city or go back home. Now that we know the entire city of Venice is in jeopardy, we have to go with you and try to find the goblet. You're right, Bug. We've faced danger lots of times before, but somehow everything turns out okay in the end, because we work as a team and we help each other out. You've made me an offer that I won't refuse. I could surely use the help of your experienced team. Thank you. Now then, let's get going. We don't have any time to waste. Like I said, the bookstore, Libreria Aqua Alta, is very nearby. We'll be there in no time. Follow me. Here we are. You were right when you said the bookstore was close by. It didn't take any time at all for us to get here. Wow, I've never seen a bookstore like this one before. Look, reader, the shop is long and narrow. Instead of bookshelves, books are stacked everywhere, in bathtubs, sinks, and even in boats. There are old books and new books, and there doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason to where the books have been placed. There aren't any signs pointing to the children's section or any other sections. There's definitely no sign pointing to a dry canoe with a map in it. Where do you think the canoe might be? Let's look around. I see a real gondola packed chock full of books in the middle of the store. To our right, there's a bathtub jam-packed with books, and to our left, I see a sink brimming with books. But I don't see a canoe anywhere. Oh, maybe we got it wrong. Maybe this isn't where the first clue is located after all. Look! Over there! It's over there! Reading bug, you're right! Look, reader! At the back of the store is a canoe filled with books, sitting on a long table. There are so many books stacked on the table, you can hardly see the canoe. No wonder we almost missed it. Quickly, follow me. The letter said that the first clue would be in a map in the canoe, so let's find that map. Whoa! There must be hundreds of books stuffed into that canoe. How will we ever be able to find a map in that mountainous maze of books? How do we even get started? Excuse me, did I hear someone say they're looking for a map? Yes, Bug, we're all looking for the map in the canoe. How could you forget? I didn't say anything. It was someone else. Hmm. I heard it too. Someone asking if someone was looking for a map, but it wasn't me. And if it wasn't any of you, I don't know who it could be. There's no one else around. You must not be looking very hard. There are three of us, and we're all staring right at you. Staring at us? Where? How? There's no one else here. Just a few sleepy bookstore cats. Just a few sleepy cats. See, boys, humans always underestimate us. We may look sleepy, but who do you think keeps watch over this bookstore? It's us. My name is Marco. Marco Gatto. And these are my boys, Catulus and Pete. Oh, please forgive us, Mr. Gatto. My name is Lauren, and this is Professor Gallo, the reading bug, the spelling bee, and our reader friend. We're just not used to meeting talking cats. Mr. Gatto, were you named after the great Venetian explorer Marco Polo? 
Yes, indeed, and I wear my name with pride. Marco Polo was born here in Venice, and so was I. In addition to being an explorer, Marco Polo was a famous author. And your name was Catullus, right? Was he also a famous author? An even more famous author. Catullus was the greatest love poet of ancient times. He lived in Verona more than 2,000 years ago. I myself am an aspiring poet. Would you like to hear a poem I've written? Of course we would, Catullus. Roses are red, catnips divine. What a wonderful thing to be a feline. Very good, Catullus. Your best yet. Yes, very good. Thank you for sharing your poem with us, Catullus. And what about you? Your name was Pete, is that right? Yes, that's it. Were you named after another famous Phoenician? An author? An explorer? An artist? I was named after a famous literary cat. A literary cat? You mean a cat that's in a story? Yes, I'm named after Pete. Pete the Cat from the Pete the Cat books by James Dean. Of course, Pete the Cat! We're all big fans of the Pete the Cat books. Well, we're all big fans of yours too, Reading Bug. We listen to all of your podcasts. And just like you, we love to read. It's groovy. It's so nice to meet all of you. We've met talking and reading creatures on our adventures, but I've never heard of cats that lived in a bookstore before. Actually, it's not that unusual, Lauren. Cats have lived in libraries and bookstores for hundreds of years. At first, they lived in libraries to keep mice and snakes away from the books. But now they live in libraries and bookstores to make them cozier and more relaxing. Quite a few books have been written about library and bookstore cats, you know. Books like Dewey the Library Cat by Vicki Myron and Jack the Library Cat by Marietta Apollonio. Lauren, don't forget about the map. We need to find the map soon. Oh, right, the map. We'd love to spend more time chatting with you cool cats, but we're here on a time-sensitive mission. We're searching for a crystal goblet that was stolen last night. Whoever took the goblet left a note that said there was a clue in a map that was hidden in a dry canoe. We think this must be the canoe they were writing about. But we can't figure out how to find the hidden map among all the books that have been stuffed into this canoe. Can you help us search? No searching needed, Lauren. It's all good because we can tell you where the map is. That's right. A woman dressed in red snuck into the bookstore early this morning and stuffed an envelope into that canoe. Being a bunch of curious cats, we had to see what it was, so I jumped into the canoe to find what she'd left. Inside the envelope was this map of Venice. That's it? The first clue! Lauren, read our reading bug spelling bee. You are good at sleuthing. Look, reader, it's a map of Venice, all right. And there's a great big red circle drawn around a large square. St. Mark's Piazza. We can't eat pizza now, reading bug. We have to help the professor find the next clue. No, Lauren, not pizza. Piazza. P-I-A-Z-Z-A. Piazza is another Italian word for campo, or square. The only square in Venice that is called a piazza is St. Mark's Square, which is the largest and most famous square in the city. Oh, I see. So maybe the goblet thief wants us to go there, to St. Mark's Piazza. I think that's right. Look, they've written another clue. Congratulations, you found my first clue. If you want to find the second, here's what you must do. Take a brief trip to St. Mark's Square and find the mighty winged king who lives there. A sorceress will be standing beneath, and she will deliver the clue that you seek. Well, that doesn't sound too hard. We know where St. Mark's Square is. How many sorceresses can there be standing around in the middle of the day? I suspect it will be more difficult than you think. Because St. Mark's Square is always filled with people. I read in the Thief Lord that it's so large, so famous, and so popular that everyone in Venice comes to St. Mark's Square at least once a day. Marco Gatto... Catalyst, Pete, we'd love to stay longer, but we have to get to St. Mark's Square to continue our search for the missing goblet. No matter what obstacles you face today, don't give up, friends. 
St. Mark's Square is in San Marco's zone, which is southwest of where we are now. We could walk to St. Mark's Square, but it would be faster to travel there by boat. Boat? Can we take a gondola ride to St. Mark's Square? That's one of the things we were hoping to do on our trip to Venice today. Yes, we can. The best way to travel through the narrow canals of Venice is by gondola. Because gondolas are flat-bottomed and narrow, they are ideal for navigating the shallow waters and narrow canals of Venice. Incredible. Reader, while we look for a gondola to take us to St. Mark's Square, let's pause our adventure. We have a lot to do when you come back if we're going to find the thief, rescue the stolen goblet, and save Venice. Calling all kids in the car. Brittany and Meredith here from the Chart Topping Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast. Are you dreading another silent car ride with the fam? We've got the cure. Three rounds of fresh trivia every single week. Movies, music, even science and Disney. We've got something for every trivia buff in the car. No more crickets chirping on those long journeys. The Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast is your secret weapon for connecting and laughing with kids of all ages, teens, toddlers, adults, it doesn't matter. Spark their curiosity and challenge their brains with every episode. New episodes drop weekly wherever you get your podcasts. Search for the Family Road Trip Trivia Podcast and turn those car rides into epic adventures. Have you ever wished that you had a direct line to your pediatrician to ask all the questions that constantly crop up while parenting? We sure have. That's why we launched the Bites of Health podcast. Every morning, we'll answer a commonly asked pediatric question in five minutes or less. You can tune in while you're making your second cup of coffee or from the school drop-off line. So be sure to tune in to Bites of Health, streaming now. Hi, reader. Welcome back. You made it back to Venice, Italy just in time. We've got a goblet to find. And a city to save. That's right. The reading bug, the spelling bee, and I are here with our new friend, Professor Gallo. Welcome back. Professor Gallo is an American professor of Italian history who is going to take us on a tour of the historic city of Venice today. But those plans were sidetracked when a valuable 15th century crystal goblet decorated with a picture of a winged lion was stolen from the museum at the Doge's Palace. According to legend, the goblet has magic powers that protect Venice from harm. So if we don't help the professor find it, who knows what might happen? Whoever took the goblet left a note that said they would leave clues to where they hid it at. Three famous Venetian destinations. We found the first one in a bookstore, and it said that in order to find the second clue, we need to take a brief trip to St. Mark's Square and find the mighty winged king who lives there. A sorceress will be standing beneath, and she will deliver the clue that you seek. So, now we're looking for a gondola to help take us through the shallow canals of Venice to St. Mark's Square. I read that gondolas have been used in Venice for a thousand years. Long ago, gondolas were painted many different colors, but a law was passed in the 16th century that required all gondolas to be painted black. Today, Venice's gondolas are all the same size, weight, and color. They are each made up of 280 different pieces, and they all use eight types of wood. Oak, elm, lime, larch, fir, cherry, walnut, and mahogany. That's right. And you can find gondolas and the gondoliers who pilot them through the canals all over Venice. Quickly, follow me. Ah, here we are. Ciao, Gino. Ciao, professore. Gino here will be our gondolier. Hop into their gondola and we'll be on our way. Uh, professor, I'm not sure I want to get into Gino's gondola. I think it might be broken. Broken? Yes, look. It's lopsided. It's leaning to the left. I'm afraid it might tip over and sink. You don't need to worry about that, Lauren. I read that all gondolas are built that way. They bow out on the left side to compensate for the weight of the gondolier who stands in the back of the boat and rows only on the right side. Si, senora. Okay, then. Everyone in. Gino, St. Mark's Square, per favore. It looks like we're in for a little treat. Gondoliers in Venice often sing as they wind their way through the narrow canals. Once you learn the words, you can sing along. Venice to Venice, enchantress divine, where dreams take flight like the stars that shine. City of magic, the gods. 
canals as my song takes flight. Let's sing. In Venice's waters, a tale unfolds where magic weaves its threads of gold beneath the sun's soft golden light as the city of water comes into sight. Oh, Venice, dear Venice, enchantress divine, where dreams take flight like the stars that shine. City of magic, the gondolas glide through the narrow canals as my song takes flight. Venice, Venice, enchantress divine. You got it. Dreams take flight like the stars that shine. Very good. City of magic, the gondolas glide through the narrow canals as my song takes flight. With every stroke, the waters sigh, whispering secrets as we pass by. Ancient palazzos stand tall and grand, their beauty echoing across the land. Oh, Venice, dear Venice, enchantress divine, where dreams take flight like the stars that shine. Through the narrow canals as my song takes flight, now it's time to say goodnight. Grazie di tutto, Gino. That was beautiful. Ah, and look, we're here. Let's hop out of the gondola. We can enter St. Mark's Square through the archway ahead of us. square is much larger than the last one, and the church in front of us is even larger and more beautiful than the basilica in Campo Santo Giovanni e Paolo. This church looks like it's been painted with gold as it sparkles in the afternoon sunlight. Look, reader, the church has five entrance doors, each one with its own large sculptured arch, and at the top of the church, there are four bronze-colored statues of magnificent horses. There's a clock tower on one side of the church and a bell tower on the other side. A beautiful golden angel is standing on the very top of the bell tower. You are looking at the Basilica of St. Mark, Lauren. It is the most famous church in Venice. To your right, next to the Basilica, there is a huge three-story rectangular building with large archways all around the ground floor of the building. Do you see it? I do. On top of the archways on the ground floor, there's a row of smaller arches all the way around the second story. And there are even smaller arched windows all the way around the third story. Right, that's the Doge's Palace, where many of the Doges lived during the years of the Venetian Republic. Today, the palace contains a museum, and that's where the Lion Goblet was on display. D-O-G-E-S, Doges. Those were the leaders of Venice who were elected for life by the Venetian nobility. Right, B. I'm glad you've been paying attention. Now that we're here, we need to find the sorceress to find our next clue. Anyone seen someone who looks like a sorceress? I do. You do? Where? There. And there. And there. And... Oh! Reading Bug, you're right! There are dozens of sorceresses, magicians, wizards, and witches. They're everywhere. Professor, what's going on? I knew that St. Mark's Square would be packed full of people, and it is. But I didn't expect that most of them would be wearing costumes. Well, that's what I was trying to tell you earlier. Today is the beginning of Carnival, the biggest celebration of the year in Venice. During Carnival, all of our squares fill up with games, concerts, shows, and people in costumes. The square with the biggest crowds and the most events is St. Mark's Square. Oh no! How are we going to find the sorceress with our next clue in this crowd? Remember, Lauren, there was more to the poem. The sorceress we're looking for is supposed to be standing beneath a mighty winged king. A mighty winged king. But what does that even mean? I don't know. There were no Venetian kings. What about another kind of king, Professor? A king like the one on the stolen goblet? I'm not sure I understand. A king of the jungle? A lion? Oh, of course. A winged lion. Brilliant, Bug. There's a winged lion attached to the pinnacle of St. Mark's Basilica, just over there. I see it. But I don't think there's any way that a sorceress could stand underneath the wall of the basilica. Oh, that's true. So, there must be a winged lion somewhere else. But where? Oh, I've got it! There's another small square, or piazzetta, behind the Doge's palace and the basilica that is closer to the water. There are two tall columns in the piazzetta. A statue of St. Theodore killing a dragon is on top of one of the columns, and a statue of the winged lion is on top of the other. That has to be it. Let's see if there's a sorceress standing under the winged lion in the piazzetta. Follow me. 
were right. Look, there's a woman wearing a long red brocaded dress, red gloves, and a wide-brimmed red hat. A bright white mask is covering her face. She might be just another costume carnival attendee, but she's carrying a wand in her right hand. She must be the sorceress we're looking for. Even with that mask on, she seems somehow familiar to me. Reader, does she seem familiar to you? Well, what are we waiting for? If we are going to find the next clue, we need to ask this woman what she knows. You're right, Professor. Let's ask. Good afternoon. Hello. Um, this may sound strange, but my name is... Silence. I know who you are and why you are here. Listen carefully. I will not repeat myself. Congratulations, adventurers. You've found the next clue. Now to find the goblet. Here's what you must do. Travel south just a bit to a spot if you dare, where centuries of visitors have had a good scare. The final location is wet and quite frightful, but the goblet is mine if it's not in your hands by nightfall. Where did she go? She just waved her wand and disappeared in in a puff of smoke. I'm not sure, but we must follow the clue and find the goblet quickly. It's getting darker and now it's starting to rain. Let's go. Go? Where? You heard the sorceress. She said that we had to go somewhere quite frightful and only if we dare. That sounds scary. Oh, but, but what choice do we have? If we're going to save Venice, the goblet must be in our hands by nightfall. This rain may be a sign that the city's protective shield is already starting to fail. There is always a risk of aqua alta here, high waters that can damage and sink the city's buildings. And these heavy rains will increase that risk. The professor is right. We have to solve this clue and find that goblet quick. Professor, what are some places in Venice that are frightful or dangerous? Is there any location that comes to mind? There are many places in Venice that are said to be haunted. Poveglia, for example. Poveglia? Yes, Poveglia. It's one of the islands that makes up Venice. Many people believe that Poveglia is the most haunted place in the world. The most haunted? Yes. No one has visited Poveglia since 1978. It is closed to the public. The only people who have lived on Poveglia during the last 700 years were ones suffering from the plague and other diseases who were quarantined there in hospitals that were built to accommodate them. Since the last patients moved out almost 50 years ago, the buildings have turned into graffiti-covered ruins. Those that remain standing are unsafe. There is no electricity or water on the island. No electricity? Buildings in ruins? That doesn't sound safe at all. Oh, it's not. But I must go. Even if there's just the smallest chance that the goblet is there, I understand if you don't want to come with me. Reading bug, spelling bee, reader, we can't go. Can we? Paveglia sounds more dangerous and more scary than anything we've ever encountered on any of our adventures. Ever! As much as I want to help, I think you're right. Lauren, we can't go. I understand. And I would never ask you to put your lives at risk. Oh, wish me luck. Professor, wait. Yes, Bug? You said that there are many places in Venice that are haunted. Is it possible that the Goblet Thief's clue was about a location other than Paveglia? It's possible, sure. But there's not much I can think of south of St. Mark's Square, which is where the clue said we had to go. Except Paveglia. What if south isn't a direction on the map? What if it means down, underground, instead? That's a really interesting thought, B. I read that many Italian churches have crypts or catacombs underneath, and were surrounded by churches. Crypt. C-R-Y-P-T. That's a small underground room where a coffin is laid to rest. And a catacomb, C-A-T-A-C-O-M-B, is an underground cemetery. That's right, B. And Reading Bug, you are also right. Many churches do have crypts below ground, though there's only one nearby that's said to be haunted. 
And that's the flooded crypt of the Church of San Zachariah. The flooded crypt? Oh, yes. In 1105, a terrible fire destroyed the original church that stood above the crypt together with the adjacent monastery. The crypt below holds the tombs of eight of the earliest Phoenician doges. And, as the name suggests, it is flooded. Could that be where the clue is leading us? Yes! The clue said the location was both wet and frightful. I think you could be right. The goblet could be just under our feet in the flooded crypt of the Church of San Zachariah. What are we waiting for then? It's really starting to rain now. You're right, bud. Everyone follow me to the entrance of the crypt. It's just around the corner. Crypt is just down these stairs. Down the stairs? Professor, it's almost nighttime, and if we're going underground, shouldn't we bring some flashlights or something to light our way? It doesn't look like we need to worry about it getting dark, Lauren. Look, someone was already here before us, and the stairway is lined with torches, lighting our way. An ancient stairway leading us to a haunted underground crypt, lit by flaming torches? <laughs> That's not creepy. There's no time to lose. Hurry! Wow. Look at this place, reader. The flaming torches cast an eerie light against the walls of the large underground room. The walls are made of ancient brick, rising to several arched ceilings and held up by marble pillars. Oh, Professor! The floor is covered in several inches of water. My shoes are soaking wet. That's right, Lauren. Remember, this is the flooded crypt of the Church of San Zachariah. There's always water in here, although on a rainy night like tonight, the water is much deeper than usual. We have to keep going. It's really creepy down here in this torchlight. The shadows of the flickering flames look like ghosts running through the crypt. Maybe we should head back up. I feel like the crypt may be warning us to get out now, while we still can. Look to your left, Lauren. Whoever left those torches wants us to head that way. The torches lead down one corridor towards the crypt. Keep walking. I wish I had brought some rain boots. My shoes, socks, and feet are soaking wet and cold. Lord, I don't think you're going to need to worry about cold toes much longer. I think we're about to solve this mystery. Stop looking down at the water and look up in front of you. In front of me? Oh, it's a... a crypt, I think. It's a large rectangular box made out of some sort of stone. Marble, maybe? And on top is a statue. That's right! And look at what the statue is holding. The winged lion goblet! We've found it! It's right in front of our eyes, and soon it will be in our hands. Quickly, Lauren, reach up and grab it so we can get it upstairs and back to safety. Okay, Professor. I think I can reach it if I just climb up onto the tomb. Fine. Thanks, B. Just a little wet. What happened? I couldn't get near the goblet. It was like there was an invisible shield surrounding it. And when I touched the shield, I got dizzy and I fell. Well, maybe you're just dehydrated. We have been running around all over Venice, and you probably didn't drink enough water today. That's what made you dizzy. L let me give it a try. Oh, just a bit further, and I'll be able to grab it. Ouch! Professor! Ooh, it's hot! Burning hot! The goblet is covered in bright green flames! I don't see any flames, Professor. Oh, I can see them and feel them! Ouch! Professor, there aren't any flames around the goblet. That I can see. Something strange is going on. strange indeed. I didn't expect that you would be clever enough or brave enough to find me and your precious winged lion crystal goblet so quickly. Bravo. Look, reader, it's the sorceress from St. Mark's Square. What is she doing down here? Are you the one who stole the goblet from the Doge's palace? Of course I'm the one who stole it. Well, give it back then. I'm afraid I can't just give it back to you. 
That wouldn't be much fun now, would it? <laughs> I've placed a powerful, bewildering spell on the goblet so that each time one of you tries to touch it, you'll become confused and disoriented, making it impossible for any of you to hold it in your hands. Pretty clever, right? <laughs> I don't know who you are or what game you think you're playing, but that goblet belongs to Venice herself. By stealing it, you are putting the entire city in danger of destruction. Well, I certainly wouldn't want to do that. You see, I have plans of my own for Venice. I'm not interested in destroying the city or breaking this goblet, but I do think I'll hang on to it. No, this was never about the goblet, Professor. This was always about these adventuring friends of yours. Lauren, Reading Bug, Spelling Bee, Reader, it has been a long time since we last saw each other. <laughs> Wait a minute. I know that laugh, and I know you. I thought I recognized you even though you were wearing a mask. But now I'm certain you are Morgana. I knew you'd catch on sooner or later. I recognized your little troop immediately, and I am so looking forward to beating you this time. I stole the goblet and left you clues to lure you here, where the water is slowly rising from the rainstorm outside. Just a little bit longer, and these underground rooms will fill with water completely, washing you out of my life forever. <laughs> She's right! The water is rising! It's up to my thighs now! Reader, remember! We battled Morgana back in New Alchemy on our magic adventure, and again on our unicorn adventure, and both times we beat her. I don't know how, but I think we can beat you again today! Unlikely, but watching you try reminds me of watching a bug like you trying to escape a spider web. It's quite entertaining and equally as futile. Venice was built as a fortress against enemy attack, and once we are gone, it will be a fortress against my enemies. With a goblet in my possession, Venice will be the perfect place to stage my evil operations, undetected and impenetrable. I just need to clear some meddling adventurers out of the way first. Wait! You can't just leave us down here! Oh, can't I? We have to get the goblet back. It's our only chance. But how? Morgana's bewildering spell has made it so that none of us can even touch the goblet. No one of us can touch it. You're right, Lauren. But listen carefully. I have an inspiration. Spelling Bee, I don't think there's much to talk about. We already tried and failed to grab the goblet. Morgana is about to take the goblet with her and leave us down here while the storm fills these underground rooms with water. She's finally beaten us. No, she hasn't, Lauren. Remember, we're always able to beat Morgana when we... Work together? Exactly. I was listening carefully to Morgana, and she said that the bewildering spell would prevent any one of us from holding the goblet. Any one of us. Brilliant, Bee. If one of us tries to grab the goblet, like you and the professor did, we fail. But maybe we can break the spell if all of us work together. Yes! A little spell of our own, from all of us, can certainly break Morgana's bewildering spell. I'll take the lead. Not only do I love the spell, but I also love casting spells. Quickly, let's form a circle and hold hands. Well, what are you doing? Next, each of us will state what they believe is their most important virtue. I'll go first. C-O-M-P-A-S-S-I-O-N. My most important virtue is compassion. That means I care about others. I think my most important virtue is empathy. My ability to put myself in someone else's shoes and feel what they feel. My most important virtue is my love of reading and my quest for knowledge. Oh, uh, my most important virtue is courage. It took all of my courage to embark on this search today. Reader, what is your most important virtue? Excellent! Now close your eyes and envision a radiant light that is emanating from the center of our circle. This light is the embodiment of all of our virtues and the essence of all of our goodness. Now with your eyes still closed, imagine that the bright light is pouring into the goblet and filling it up. Hey, what's going on over there? Great work. Now here comes the spell. 
In virtue bound, our spirits align, hearts filled with courage, souls refined. Compassion's grace, wisdom's sight, empathy's embrace, all shining bright. When we combine our virtues in a spelling, what we can accomplish, there's no telling. The light within us will prevail, the curse will be broken, and evil shall fail. Look, the goblet is filling with light. I think the spell is working. Lauren, grab the goblet. Got it. B, it worked. You broke Morgana's bewildering spell. We broke it, Lauren. The goblet? You've taken it. But how? Hey, what's happening to me? I can barely see my hands, my wand, and my dress. I seem to be fading away. That's exactly what's happening, Morgana. Once again, good has prevailed over evil, and you and your powers are fading away. Oh, I've lost again. My evil plants have been foiled once again by this motley band of adventurers. Mark my words, Lauren, spelling bee, reading bug, reader. I'll be back. You may have won this battle, but I'll be beginning to recede. And we saved the goblet. Professor, I believe this goblet belongs to you. It belongs to the city of Venice, Lauren. Thank you so much for all your help in retrieving it. I could never have done this without all of you. Let's all hurry and return the goblet to its rightful place in the Doge's palace. This definitely wasn't the tour of Venice that we thought we'd be taking today. But we had an amazing adventure, and we still got to ride in a gondola. And we saved Venice and the world from Morgana. Again! We're so happy that we were able to help you find the winged lion goblet, Professor. But it's almost nighttime, and we need to get back to our family and friends before they start worrying about us. My friends, you are welcome to come back for a proper tour of Venice anytime. Thank you. Now, get that goblet back to a safe spot, would you? I will. Goodbye. Thank you. Lauren, reader, spelling bee, let's all jump inside my book bag and head home. Look, reader, the reading bug is opening her book bag and it's getting bigger and bigger, big enough to fit us all inside. Okay, are you ready? Let's all flap our wings and fly back home together. Hop three times with me, then into my book bag. Here we go. One hop, two hops, three hops, and we're in. We've had a big adventure within our book bag, and I think we saved the day. We'll see you next time. Goodbye, book bag. Now it's time to fly away. Venice is getting smaller and smaller as we climb higher and higher up into the sky. I can see all the islands that make up the city of Venice. That was some adventure, wasn't it, reader? What parts of today's adventure do you remember the most? What illustrations are you going to draw? The flooded crypt of San Zaccaria was pretty creepy, but also really beautiful in the torchlight. I think I'll try to draw a picture of that. I'm going to draw a picture of our gondola ride in our gondolier Gino. Great ideas! If you had fun on today's adventure and want to learn more about Venice and Italy, you can read any of the books in my book bag. A complete list can be found at thereadingbug.com adventures. We made it back home. Thank you for your courage on today's adventure, reader. We couldn't have defeated Morgana without you. When you're a reader, you're a leader. You're ready to learn about everything as you grow. You'll show this world that you can be anything. You could write a book or fly a plane. Build a house with a giant crane. Whatever you do, one thing will be true. There's nothing you can't do. You can see it through just by being you. When you're a reader, you're a leader. You're ready to learn about everything as you grow. You'll show this world that you can be anything. You could sing your way into a Broadway show.
you for joining us on our adventure today. We can't wait to see you next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. It's a reading bug adventure. There's lots of fun in store. Just inside our book bag, there's new places to explore. Grab your crayons and paper and your imaginations too. The reading bug and I can't wait to share our trip with you. Thanks to all of our individual sponsors. If you're interested in becoming a patron, please visit our page at patreon.com slash readingbugadventures. Thank you for listening to Reading Bug Adventures. I'm Lauren Savage, and today's adventure was an original story written by Diane and Brandon Savage. This episode was performed by me, Chloe Savage, Riley Savage, Jack Savage, Brandon Savage, Shannon Shern, Jason Shern, and Matthew Shern, and Heather McDill. The Reading Bug is our family-owned independent children's bookstore in California, and we're passionate about educating, entertaining, and engaging children of all ages. Learn more about us at thereadingbug.com and our personalized subscription box service at readingbugbox.com. Thank you.